Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Oberhuber, and my guest today is James Shoemaker. Hello. Hello, Wanako. How are you? Good. And you? I am fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> and we can go right into the topic, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Perfect. Let's do this. Perfect. Yeah. Um, James has a, a group on Facebook called The Last Ego on Earth, if I'm right. That is correct. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really cool title for a group about ACIM. <laughs> it's so cool because it, it has humor. It has, it has everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a funny story. I, um, I don't take any credit for it, actually. You know, it's inspired... I believe, you know, by Holy Spirit. And uh, I thought it was a book title. I'm writing a book right now. So for about three years, I had the title before I started writing the book. And yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the best title ever. You know, I'm like a sci-fi kind of geek, you know, and it's just got a little bit of me written on it. And uh, it's funny though, about three weeks before I started The Last Ego on Earth, like on YouTube and on Facebook, um, I got another inkling that my title of the book, something different. So I was like, wait, what? I was like, okay. You know, I was like, all right. So, um, and then three weeks later I started my YouTube channel and then I was like, well, what am I going to call it? <laughs> you know, I was like, what is it going to, I don't know what it's going to be, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that other, the book title, that's what it's for, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really great. Uh, some people, I don't know if they necessarily understand that I'm joking a little bit. I mean, it has that humor in it a little bit, you know, but I'm glad you got it. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does because we're all that last ego on earth, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, it's us as a collective. Absolutely. We're the last ego, you know, it's yeah. all of us. Yeah, yeah, that's how I understand it anyways. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's it. And of that's course, it. It's of course, humoristically, because in reality, we're not right absolutely <laughs> it's the paradox right <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah and i also saw that you post a lot of videos and i think mm -hmm. you have researched a lot about helen and bill mm -hmm. yep. if i'm correct that's how i got it and yep. you also share a lot of other writings by helen in your videos other than yep. the course right I've, I've spoken of them. I'm not. I'm not definitely an definitely not an expert. But uh, you know, when I when I when the course first came to me, I was just a giant Course of Miracles sponge. You know, I I, I think I had eight books open at a time. I was kind of jumping back and forth. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> everything. Yeah. And uh, you know, from time to time, I still do that. You know, it's almost like watching a bunch of different TV shows. But I have like you know a bunch of books open and just kind of ask Holy Spirit what to what to pick up next, you know, and, uh, that's kind of how I just live every day, you know, just, um, letting Holy Spirit guide what I need to look at or say or do. And boy, does it take a lot of, um, pressure off of everything, you know, um, just brings a lot of comfort. And, you know, I, I look at myself 10 years ago before the course, man, it's almost 11 now, I think, but, um, just, uh, you know, 360 really. You know, everything has just changed. Yeah, maybe you'd like to illustrate that a little bit with examples. 
Yeah, I mean, we could get really deep. I mean, I am writing that book, and that's what kind of Holy Spirit's getting me to uh, kind of work out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, about two years ago, as I said, or maybe, yeah, it was about two years ago, um, I started writing the book, um, but I got about to chapter two and realized there was a lot of p- finger pointing still going on in the book. Um, and that's not what it's about. You know, it's about becoming neutral. And uh, really quickly, I realized I needed to kind of rethink uh, the book. You know, how, how do I how do I write this book without pointing that this person did this or they did that to me? Because, of course, we know everything's coming from us. Yeah. Um, so, so it's an interesting, challenging way, you know, way of kind of writing an autobiography about myself or, or what what had happened to me. And when I say what I ha- what happened to me is what seeming to happen to me, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, it's challenge. It's a challenge, but it, it's it's definitely Holy Spirit's way for myself to you know work work all that out. You know, work out some of the the past and the guilt and uh, the angst and pain that I was going through. Um, and I, you know, I'm saying that loosely right now. And uh, you know, I guess we can get into some things. But do you, do you have a topic you want me to kind of delve into? Well, I, I like to go with the flow. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. And and I usually start by asking how one got to know um, what was before the course and how one got oh. to know a course in miracles and okay. how it how one's thoughts, the way one thinks of the world, has have changed through the right. course. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah, um, I was always a, a seeker of the truth, I would say. Um, I felt like I've always, you know, had it in me to figure out how things work, you know. Um, my parents, uh, we both, when I, you know, I grew up in church, like a Baptist church, uh, or Methodist church, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, you, you're sitting there in the in the pew listening to the and it's just you know a foreign language to a child and i just remember always just wanting to go home and maybe you know play star wars or guns or something like that and but i would i would i would understand you know aspects of it would come you know and hit me and make sense to me um and then i would of course ask my parents or my grandparents and everybody had their own opinions on how things worked um a lot of them some of it stuck and some of it didn't really stick at all. Um, you know, Jesus was something that, you know, I never really quite grasped onto. I, I liked the concept of Jesus that, you know, um, but it, it was foreign to me. Um, and that was always one of those things that really uh, was confusing to me, you know, and, and, and the same thing, with the concept of God, you know, you would hear someone's opinion that God was a, um, you know, punishing God. And if you did this or did that, it was, you know, very scary to, to a child. Like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I sinned or, you know what I mean? You would sit in the middle of the night, kind of in a nightmarish state before you went to sleep. It was like some sort of horror story. Sometimes it's like, I know that I did something wrong today. Is, am I going to get punished for it? And I remember just sitting there, you know, take, you know, 45 minutes to an hour sometimes to go to sleep because I was just afraid of, um, let's say God, or, you know, he's watching me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and you know, as I, as I got older, I, um, started finding myself just seeing that, you know, trying to see the good and all. I mean, I would say probably my 
16 to 18 years old, I had never been happier in my life. Like, I think I somehow found a formula for me that worked for happiness. Um, you know, somehow, you know, I wasn't really reading or studying anything. It was just, you know, the upsets of the world. I think I was doing the course before the course came to me. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It's like, if an upset happened, I would just kind of still love the people through it. Um, and I would find that the problems would kind of fall away. And people that had seemed to be, say, well, not enemies, but people that you wouldn't necessarily uh, speak to or they, they seem to have a different uh, viewpoint on the world would end up becoming really good friends, you know, like, like people at uh, work and things like that. So I think that was Holy Spirit's way for me to kind of have a glimpse into the way that things work so that later on in life, when the course did come, I would be able to kind of reach back into my mind and pull that and say, oh, I was already doing it back then, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit works that way. You know, for everybody, it's going to be a different way. Um, but when uh, my mid, you know, my 30s, I, I I started getting into great fear. Um, here in America, we had uh, the uh, recession going on, um, and I owned my home. And you know, I was doing. You know, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky artist. I work. You know, I was working from home, um, but it seemed like everything I touched would just kind of fall apart. You know, I I would go to try to make the world a better place, kind of thing, and then there would be drama between you know people that i'd be working with or in my mind you know it would be attacking myself um i would start listening to the news about the recession and the people around me were you know losing homes and things like that um and at some point my mind fell into that part of the ego and uh so i became great in great fear you know uh so much anxiety i just remember you know almost like my heart felt like it would be jumping out of it you know out of my chest kind of feeling um and at some point you know i did what a lot of the course of miracles um, students and teachers talk about where you're just saying there must be a must be a better way than this and uh i found myself one night um i was working on some animations in my office and um like many nights, I would work really late in, into the night, drinking pots of coffee, you know, smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore, but at the time I did. Um, just really kind of alone feeling, you know, that, that depression, anxiety, um, mind pain, I would say. And I got down on my knees, like you see in the movies, and asked, um, I said, Jesus, if you are real, because I was, so, you know, kind of searching for who Jesus was. And I said, Jesus, if you're, if you're real, um, I need help. You know, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And, I mean, from the, you know, the bottom of my soul, it was an asking, like, I need help. And I felt this blanket of all I can, like a blanket of love over me. Like, I've never, I mean, I've, I've had tingles and things like that, you know, kind of like spiritual tingles. But this was something I've never felt before. Um, and it was a great comfort, and I felt a presence. You know, I didn't see a presence, but I felt it. Um, and I just was crying. It, was, it wasn't even tears of necessarily sadness. It was just tears that had some joy within it, too. You know, just, oh, my gosh, he's real, and I feel this, you know. And um, I don't remember much 
after that, except that I, I slept better than I've ever slept. <laughs> you know, it was just like, oh, just, just a great comfort. And um, long story short, I woke up the next morning and um, I have a really good spiritual guru friend, I call her. And she, she called me up and just randomly said, hey, I have something I got to come bring you. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. And uh, so she showed up about 20 minutes later. She said, I have to go, but I'm going to hand you the, or give you this. And she hands me the book, or The Course of Miracles. And um, I had never heard of it or seen it or any of it. So it was just very magical and mystical. I would say more mystical than magical. But, I, you know, it's like this huge yes in my heart. You know, I mean, I saw the gold lettering on it. I saw the the whole teacher aspect, which, you know, all my life I knew at some point in my life I wanted to be a teacher. Um, but I thought that was for the arts, which I've done that also. But it was just, I was just like, yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> you know? And uh, it I opened to the first page, and she didn't even tell me what it was. I didn't know who wrote, he didn't know who wrote it. Um, but I read the first, uh, the preface in the beginning, read that, and I was like, okay, I'm in, you know. And uh, from there, it just, you know, snowballed. Um, the only other really coincidental thing that Holy Spirit put, put in place was I had unknowingly bought The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard um, a couple days before on Amazon. And hmm. the, only, the only reason I bought it is I saw it on, uh, he, an, he was on an interview um, from this DVD that I had. And the title caught me, The Disappearance of the Universe. I just thought it was an interesting title. And it was kind of like Holy Spirit was like, hey, buy that book, you know. And uh, mm. so the funny thing was, is that very same day that the course came to me, when I went to go get the mail, that The Disappearance of the Universe was in the mail. And uh, I had both of them sitting on my desk later on that evening. And I just kind of started flipping through the beginning of uh, the disappearance of the universe. And all I read through it was the Course of Miracles, Course of Miracles, Course of Miracles. And, of course, God shivers. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, my God. What? <laughs> and uh, so that, that's where my journey began, you know. And, and I did read the disappearance of the universe first. And it really unlocked the course for me. Because, you know, as you know, it's just. It's like, what is this? You know, what, what, are, what is this language? You know, and I, I really couldn't um, grasp onto it until, uh, for me, you know, the disappearance of the universe really unlocked a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, after that, I, um, I started, you know, I, I haven't stopped. Um, you know, it was a little shaky at the beginning. Um I'd say the first few years, it was one of those things where, you know, you're, you're at that stage of acceptance and unacceptance of the course. So you'll read it a little bit and then you're like, ah, that can't be true. Or no, I want to get back into just my, I want to forget this and kind of go back into the world a little bit. And, um, I don't know if you've had that same experience, but, uh, you know, kind of pushing it away, like, I'm going to go watch a movie or I'm going to, you know, spend a few weeks doing this instead of, you know, reading the course, which I know now is perfectly okay. It was just, you know, trying to push the love aspect away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It, it can be hard at, at times to accept the course's message. 
when mm-hmm. when things come up where grievances come up in your mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's uh, something that's going through many minds at the moment, actually through the mind. A lot of grievance is coming up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, for, for myself, I, I, I feel so blessed for that at this moment. And I know that's upside down thinking to the ego mind, but living through what I did 10 years ago and, um, I felt like that was kind of uh, the prelude to, to what's happening now. You know, now I have somewhat of a sane mind and believe, believe me, I still get stuck in the ego's game of fear and things like that, you know, um, but it's so much easier now to let it go, you know, that then now that I've gone through what I've gone through um, and I feel, you know, that's the way the Holy Spirit works in the atonement is to wake up minds like, you know, us course students so that we can be awake during these darker times for, for the rest of the mind um, or other parts of ourselves to, to, to let it go um, and be the lights, as it says in the course, you know, be the salvation of the world, uh, which sounds like such a big undertaking, of course. And, it you know, it truly is in some ways uh, because it's so, you know, it's, it can be hard for an ego to let, you know, of course it doesn't want to let that go or that part of itself go. Um, but when you, when you're continually asking Holy spirit, um, through these times watching as things just fall away, you know, you see a news article one day that sounds like, you know, this, this country is going to attack, attack us, or this is going to happen. And, uh, you know, the, the ego is always grasping for whatever it can to get your attention um, but as you let it go with Holy Spirit, you wake up the next morning and that same article is just gone. <laughs> you know, it's like you never heard, never heard or seen again. Um, so it's it's interesting to watch uh, the process of, of how um, the illusionary world falls away. You know, um, even yesterday we were doing a Zoom call for the last ego, and uh, you know we were talking about how um, you know fear can't live in love you know, fear, fear truly falls away when you're, when you're constantly, um, connected to love. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But for people like, like me, I'm, I'm really pulled back and forth. Right. So maybe you want to explain the process for, for the listeners of how you, you remain sure. in that or return to it. Right. Yeah, and um, it's been a, a, a process of picking up the experience, you know, um, and, and I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. Um, you know, at the beginning, number one, as I said, I thought it was a mystical book. You know, I'm like asking Jesus for answers and the book shows up. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I felt like Jesus, you know handed it to me, which of course, in a lot of ways he did. But the, the one thing that I thought that I could do is just read, read the book and I'm, I would be saved. You know, I'd walk right into heaven. Yeah. Um, I was in that much, I was in that much of pain that if I read this thing and, you know, at the beginning of the book, it says, you know, you don't even have to understand it. You don't need to get it. You know, you don't even have to believe it. Just read right. it. Um, and, right. and you'll go, go and, 
in what I thought was just walk straight into the clouds or whatever, you know, just like I'm going to be out of this pain. Um, so I sped read it, you know, I, I, I would read it and, um, you know, I don't know, a few months later, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it, well, when I say a few months, it was probably, yeah, it was probably about two months or something. I think it took me to actually get through the entire book. Uh, you know, because there's late nights where you would try to read a chapter and get it, and you were like, I don't even know what this is saying, and then you would reread it. Um, so it was a lot of that. Um, but, yeah, at the end of reading the book, nothing happened. I didn't disappear off the planet or anything. Are you anything. speaking of the text um, or, or just the text? Or? The text. Pretty much yeah, the text, yeah. yeah. I was reading the text. Um, I, I was going through the uh, workbook lessons, trying to grasp my head around that. Um, I'll get to the part about the workbook too, that I ended up happening. Okay, to. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, so long story short, and we could get back to what happened to me when I read the, the, the lessons, but, um, what I found over the years and, uh, is that you have to apply the course. That's the most important thing. It's like, you can, you, you, Jesus is telling us that, you know, you, you must apply this out into the illusion or into your, in your mind. Um, you know, of course, the, the illusion or the dream that's outside of us is the projections from within, from within our, our mind. Um, so if anything is, is harming us or um, causing us pain or we're seeing judgments in the world or separation thoughts or this oogie boogie man or that, you know, um, person's hurting me of course we need to apply what it says is the forgiveness out in the world um under you know just reading the book's not going to get you there i mean you could you could memorize quotes and say it to people but are you applying what what the course is saying and applying it is where the salvation comes is where you're going to find solace and uh, comfort Mm -hmm. you know um and that's that's really what I would uh, strongly recommend for anybody that's um, doing the course. Also, I would highly recommend doing some research on the language of the course. You know, the different wordings uh, in the course are opposite of what you would maybe think and what the world's definition of some of the words in the course. that's um, from the court yeah and, and getting to understand and I, I know that that's a process that jesus has put in there for us to undo those words because we've made words special relationships and to change the um the definition of them frees us in our mind you know the word sin is a big one you know yeah um from from the court from the course uh, you know a sin is just a misstep or a mistake. You know, you, you're missing the mark. And I, I mean, I think that's even possibly in the actual definition. Um, but dogmatically, the world or the ego has created sin into this, like, you know, punishing word, you know, a punishment, like from you've sinned and now you're going to hell, you know. Um, and I know that that was in me. You know, there was a great fear about the word sin. So to change it to, to hey, you're kind of a baby right now and you're remembering who you are and you're just learning to walk and you're falling. That's a whole nother de- definition yeah, you know, that Jesus is like, 
hey, you're not sinning. You're just learning to walk again. You're remembering who you really are. It's like we've had a dementia, and we are now kind of coming out of that spell. Um, and that, gosh, how much how much different is that kind of feeling that, hey, you're kind of already in hell, <laughs> you know. And hell, to me, the definition for hell is the separation from yeah. God, you know. Um, that is the pain. That is the suffering of the world. And um, that's that's what we're already experiencing. I know that that's what I was experiencing uh, was hell. You know, I was not connected. Of course, we're all deep, deep down, we're still connected to God. There's no way that we can get away from God. Um, but in the ego's game, of course, you feel like it. You know, you feel billions of miles away from um of love, you know, from love. Um, and, uh, so yeah, the definition aspect, um, kind of understanding the language. I know that's what, from what I've, my, my experience with some of the other students is that they, they get into this language and even the word God or Jesus, well, Jesus isn't really mentioned in it, but even hearing that Jesus wrote it, wants them to put the book down because there's so many dogmatic viewpoints of, of, you know, being afraid of God and, um, and Jesus, you know, just from, from, um, different people's philosophies or, or looks on, on, on that. And, uh, so yeah, I would, um, just definition and applying is the two things that would be the most important things for, um, new students. Maybe you would like to, give an example of where you had a made uh, grievance that people would call a major grievance and how that the viewpoint that you learned through a course of miracles and applying it changed the situation completely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, there's been many, 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 um, I'm, let me find one that <laughs> there's so many. Um, that's, what's so beautiful about this, you know, in the 10 years, uh, you know, that I've been doing the course and I would say probably year four, I got super serious. Um, not that I wasn't before, but I feel like I really buckled down and started applying, applying, um, more and more. And, it, and of course the same trials and tribulations. And th- this is, this is another one of those definitions that I'm talking about. If you're a new student of the course, trials and tribulations is, is, is also somewhat in the Bible. And that just means that lessons will come to you again. You know, if you, if you've missed the mark that, you know, that sin, I guess, if you want to use it, the word sin, but if you've missed the mark, the, the, the lessons that you have missed will come to you once again. Um, and that's another thing is like from the ego standpoint, all lessons are just the ego. I mean, anything that hurts you, harms you, causes you pain, there's only one ego and there's only one ego game, but in the illusion, it is split up to be many, 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 many things, mm. like billions yes. of things. So we've got alcoholism, you've got abuse, you've got, uh, you know, parents, uh, every, every single thing that you can think of that causes you a grievance. Um, it's pretending to be many things, but there's just the one thing. And the one thing is the ego. Um, so that brings me, you know, got me to a point of understanding, okay, wait, there's only one thing that there's only one problem. And as the course says, 
there's only love and fear, right? Yeah. And only only one of those are real, and that's love. So finding these moments when a grievance shows up that seems to harm me in this lifetime, um, number one, going a little deeper in the layers and realizing it's just the ego, you know. It's not that one thing that I have created in my mind, you know. Um, I'm going to get to an example here in a minute. I'm still asking what that was. <laughs> I'm going to say, but um, that 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 brought me a lot of peace to realize that it's just an ego, the ego's trick, you know, to try to trick me into um, making a you know a, a scary monster in my mind about say someone or they're going to come after me and get me, you know, all these things that we've created very much like a child does when they're, when they're young, you know, it's never stopped. Like we still do it to this day. Um, and you know, when I'm trying to think of one of the scenarios that had happened to me that I, um, or seemed to happen to me, um, I, I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my father as a good example. Um, you know, He's had, we've had some issues in the past about certain, you know, viewpoints on spirituality, um, and which many people do, you know, it, 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 it's like a back and forth, like, I remember telling him about the course, and him at first being kind of, well, okay, that sounds interesting, but then having kind of a rebuttal against it saying, well, you know, the Bible doesn't speak of these things, and, you know, there is really a hell that you're going to go to for damnate, you know, for, for eternal damnation and things like that. Um, and I was like, well, I, you know, I was explaining to him my viewpoint that, hey, you know, from what I'm to understand now is that we're already in hell. And he's like, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, that's not true. And then, you know, you get to a point because we're the same ego, I start doubting myself, you know, like, well, maybe he is right, <laughs> you know, and that kind of thing is the very thing that Jesus wants us to let go or Holy Spirit wants us to let go is those judgments that I might have or that separation thought between my dad and I, I need to, at a deeper level, let it go and realize he's actually on the other side, helping me to dislodge myself from the ego. If I allow myself to let go of those judgment thoughts that I have against my dad. Mm, yeah. And what I have found is the more and more that I do so, the more I let go, the more peace comes in that situation between my dad and I, you know, and, and it's been a process, you know, it's not like an instant. I mean, there are such things as holy, holy instances where you can just tell that you have let that part of the ego go and it's no longer in your um, awareness mm. anymore. I've had those also. Um, but some of these, Arch, what I want to call it is an archetype, like my father figure, you know, that's an archetype in the mind. Um, and how many fathers in the lifetimes of the dream have I had in problems with a father figure? And this is an archetype that I get to let go, you know. Um, and, you know, there's many other father archetype aspects <laughs> of my father I've had to let go. Um, but this is just one example, you know, of, of the religious aspect. And it could have been anybody, I'm sure. You know, it could have been my mom. It could have been a best friend. It could have been a brother or sister. 
Um, it just so happened that this lesson came from my dad. Um, but coming to a point that, hey, you know, there's a great section in the course, I think it's page 166, The Correction of Error. Um, that is a really good one to read about understanding that whoever you're in front of, um, they're right where they're supposed to be. And it's perfectly okay with what my father thinks in the dream, you know. Um, I don't need to have judgments upon that because Holy Spirit's going to get to him when, when it's due time for him. All I need to do is let go of that barrier between my father and I, you know. It's up to me to let my guard down and say, hey, we might have something, we, we might be looking at something very differently, and that's okay, you know. And I just forgive it in my mind, and just, am, I, I'm okay with the way I'm doing things with the course, you know. Um, and that takes us off of the hook of thinking that we need to bend someone to our will, you know. And takes, like the course says, we're, we're pretty much just opening the, the, uh, the jail cell for both of us. You know, um, and, and that's, that creates, creates a great peace. You know, I think at the beginning, and I know this is in the beginning, I, I was almost like a town crier running around trying to tell everybody this wonderful book I just found, mm. you know, Hey, I've got the answers to life. <laughs> you know, I finally figured it out, you know, and everybody's just looking at me like I'm crazy, you know, like what, 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 you know? And, um, that, I understand it from that, you know, viewpoint now um, that, you know, this is a very personable course. I mean, it came to me to, to dislodge me from pain, um, the rest of it in due time, you know, later on, you know, years later, I really started understanding that, you know, time, the way we look at it is definitely not the way we actually see it in the eyes of Holy Spirit or Jesus. So it could be lifetimes until, say another person in your surrounding or the Christ mind is going to get there. You know what I mean? They, they, for another 500 lifetimes and that, that we don't even have to worry about that aspect. You know, um, all we have to do is our part of the atonement, you know, um, to wake up to the truth um, and take a moment to breathe and to ask that inner, you know, inner asking from Holy Spirit what to do next with any situation. Um, and that will get us, uh, and of course, that's going to, the answer to any of it's going to be love. You know, we're going to come to any situation uh, with what, what would love do in this situation? You know, love's not going to separate. Love's not going to bring fear into it. Um, love might just shut its mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't you you might just have to inside continually let go of what the outside world's showing you, you know. And that's that's uh that's been a great key to my understanding is that sometimes you don't need to do anything. You know, it even says that in one of the one of the um the lessons, you know, I need I need do nothing. Um and, you know, that's, that just really is solidifying that Holy Spirit's got us covered, you know, with everything. So to kind of step back, be the observer of your own 
yourself um, and kind of have patience with yourself in a moment and also remember to ask, you know, hey, wait a minute, what would love do? What what are we supposed to do here? (laughs) You know, and uh, that's going to continually drop the fear, you know, and drop the separation thoughts, you know. Hmm. Yeah. So, so what you're saying, it it took, it took a while for you to be able to do that on the fly, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's another thing I think, you know, again, my zoom call, someone said, she was talking about how she felt envious of me. And I was like, whoa, 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 please don't be envious of me. I still, to this day, have to let go of the ego. I mean, I'm, I'm still here, you know, Um, I'm still, you know, as soon as we get up this call, you know, there could be something I have to deal with with my daughter, or um, I see a news article that pings me, you know, like, oh my gosh, there's, you know, World War III's coming, or <laughs> whatever it might be. Um, I still have to look at these things, and it, 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 I still get, you know, um, that alert, you know, feeling sometimes where, I, where I'm dipping down into our ego. And, um, but I'm quicker to catch it, you know, because I have, well, the way I like to look at it is like Holy Spirit puts landmarks in your mind of, or, you know, like a, like a flag somewhere in your mind of trust. Cause that's, that's one of the, the keys to, to, to all of this is trusting Holy Spirit, you know, um, getting back to realizing we're worthy of love and we're worthy of who we truly are. And these moments of holy instances and these forgiveness opportunities, and then you see the Holy Spirit kind of lays out um, these moments in time where you're like, it's undeniable that this was handed to me by God, which from the course's aspect, that would be revelation, right? That's the definition of what revelation is, um, is that you know that this came from God, you know? And it doesn't mean anybody else sees it, you know? You might have a best friend that you tell them, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> you know? They don't necessarily haven't experienced it, so they don't know. So this is something between you and God where you're like, this is beyond coincidence. Like, I know that this came from God. But they're in your mind still so that you have somewhere to kind of see where you're at, you know, like I was in great pain 10 years ago, somewhere in the middle, you know, I was on like shaky ground where I was kind of trying to catch my, um, my, my balance. And now I'm seeing on the daily that, you know, it's, it's a daily thing where I'm catching myself and kind of, I'm more stable now, Mm, you know? Um, and those, and those, and those landmarks of trust, um, bring us to uh, being able to do it faster. You know, the great speed up is, you know, you see the outcome uh, almost instantaneously because that's all that Holy Spirit and Jesus wants us to do. You know, hey, let, you know, I feel like they're kind of standing there with their arms crossed, like on the sidelines waiting for you to get it, you know, say, hey, tag me in, you know, tag me in. It's kind of like, you know, like a football or uh, sports or something like that, you know. Um, and any situation can be handled um, with them and with love, you know, and to, to get to the deeper root that they are us. 
that's another thing too. And that, that I think that took me a while to grasp onto, <laughs> you know, um, that they're just the right side of our mind. You know, when we choose love, we're connecting, uh, to them, you know, that, that's, that is us, you know, they say, as it says in the course, we're already in heaven, you know, dreaming a dream that's long over an ancient dream. And, uh, that took a while to kind of grasp onto too. So, yeah, I think that's a a good topic. The the thing of envy, right. And how, how many Mm -hmm. um, people like, like me or anyone else who's on the, who's thinking about these things, right. And, and and attempting to change their minds about the world, right? That that someone who who appears to be better at it, right? One can get envious about it, yeah. And yes. or or yes. get angry I... at someone who's not as far as you are, right? In your mind, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they should yes. be further on. They should be able to do this too, right? Why aren't they learning faster? Blah blah blah, right? And how I love that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's a topic. Like I, I I I can't say where I'm at, right? Or whatever. I, I thought that interesting that you have a feeling you can tell where you are at in the process. I have I I have the feeling I don't really know, right? <laughs> right. It, well, yeah. It took it took a while for me to get to that point um, because you know, uh, well. Number one, too, I just want to backtrack to what you said. Uh, you know, even at the beginning when I was reading The Disappearance of the Universe, man, I was like, I want to be where he's at. I mean, he's here he is meditating. He opens his eyes and he has two ascendant yeah, masters exactly. in front of him. And I, was, and I was like, oh, my God, why am I not there? I want that. I want that. You know, that's my little spiritual ego, you know, yelling and screaming that I want that. You know, what a trick. You know, that, that's, that's the trick because what ends up happening, and this is a course, uh, a wonderful course lesson, is that if you start projecting yourself out into the future, you're in, you're in the wrong mind. Um, you know, that you're going to get there at some point. And that's taking yourself out of the now moment and into the future. And, you know, that's something that you have to, with those landmarks, con- continually remind yourself that we just we just wake up and do the next thing that Holy Spirit wants us to do. You know, we don't need to have judgments. We don't have to worry about the past or the future. The only thing we need to do, to do is let go if we have any pings from those things. But there's nothing that we really need to do except follow the path that they put in front of us. And when I say they, that's another thing. Of course, it's one. You know, just follow Follow love, follow the Christ, follow Jesus, follow the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, just follow love, you know, and that's, that's what I've, you know, that's come to understand is that we can call it a great many things and it's going to be different for everyone. Um, but when you start understanding the layers um, and really start asking, you start kind of deciphering other people's languages, you know. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think it's, yeah. it's it's a very important topic because this is our path, right? This is what we are experiencing in every moment, and and this this topic yeah. I was just talking recently about the 
how do you make these choices? You know, the thing is, we think, yeah, oh, how wonderful would it be if I'm in charge of, of making choices, right? I'm the one who's powerful and this and that. And then we're choosing the ego again and again, you know, the ego choices of separation. And we're like, what? I'm not right. in power if I'm always choosing the the thoughts that are putting pain into my experience, right? Um, how yeah, could I yeah. actually accept the power that that I actually um, sp- supposedly have, right? Because in that moment, you don't believe it. Right. Yep, we've got that barrier um, of the ego. And, and you know, it, it's, you know, it's subconscious too. You know, that's the ego's game is that it hides ancient things underneath um, the truth. You know, or over the truth, I guess I would call it. It's kind of a blanket, blanket of darkness, or or, or the veil, I guess, from the Bible. Um, that there's a veil of darkness hiding our true self, and that's that dementia aspect I was talking about. Um, and the only way that that veil is going to get thinner and thinner is by I, by us letting it go. And and the course, you know, and I love that this this finally stuck in my head, but it's over, you know, the Holy Spirit, when we look upon it with Holy Spirit or we look upon it with Jesus, there's a part in the Course that says we're overlooking that thing. We're just overlooking it. You know, it could still be there. We're just not seeing it. We're not having any, there's no, um, nothing behind it anymore. You know, it's like watching a, a, a leaf going down a river. You know, it's like it's just something that just passes by. It's like clouds, possibly. Um, these painful things, we just kind of, okay, and okay, Holy Spirit, what are we going to do? And Holy Spirit's going to say, hey, we're just going to overlook this. This isn't even your reality. This isn't true. Um, and handing that over or putting it on the altar of God, which, you know, the Course speaks of, is taking that pain Whatever it might be, let's say if it's a abusive father or mother or you know something or a relationship that you've had, um, you can you can close your eyes, them on the altar of God, like a bench, somewhat you know picture them there, and then just picture them possibly turning into light or maybe you hugging them and and you know even if it's really really hard to do. It's just going there, looking at, looking at it, and then handing it over to to God or to Holy Spirit, mm, yeah. and uh, yeah. watch it watch it dissipate. You know, and and you might wake up the next morning, and it shows up yeah. again. You know, it does. It's it's not this instant thing where like, hey, I just I just did this meditation and I thought I let it go. And then it shows up again. They give you that same person calls or, or whatever it is. It just means you need to let it go again. You're, you're slowly chipping away at that veil, you know. Um, and it's a process because we're the ones that at a subconscious level are still holding on to the ego because we are that ego, you know. We're not really that ego. I'm just saying we, we, we are making it real, you know. We still feel guilty. We yeah. still feel pain. Yeah, that, and uh it's yeah that's a big big topic right the 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 feeling the pain the yeah. going through that pain and this 
this possibility of of actually not taking it too seriously as you were saying by overlooking it right by because you know in your heart of hearts that it's not true right yeah that's yes. the only reason you would be willing to overlook it right if you knew that that would not have a negative consequence of not looking at it and right. and so that's that i was yeah. wondering how do you get there right because you know, there's so much going on that your uh, your projections are so vivid, right? Um, to, that you mm-hmm. that you know, to they they actually appear as if they're real, right? And and you're believing sure. in them, and so to decide, whoa, uh, there's a, a level of there. Uh, there's something in me that knows that this doesn't make sense. It's not real, right? I can overlook it, and I still function, right? Because Many people would say, oh, if you don't read the papers, you're going to have a problem, right? Or if you don't watch the news, um, you're going to have a problem. And if you decide you're not going to, you're going to overlook it. You're not going to read the paper. You're not going to watch the news. You're not going to worry about an argument that someone had with someone else that you were there and you should have said something or this or that, right? Um, there's no consequence of overlooking it. That's, that's an amazing statement for, it's like totally counter what most people would say or what you are thinking most of the time, right? When you're in the ego thinking. Yes. And that, and that's, that's a great point that Jesus brings up in the, in the, in the course that, um, you're upside down, basically, you know, the world's going to tell you you're naive or, negligent if you don't read the news but i'm going to tell you to look away from it and see what happens you know and um you know what i've what i've come to understand over the the last couple years as doing the you know being a student and a a teacher um i i put tv down i don't know nine, nine years ago eight years ago something like that where i just got rid of all um tv you know it used to constantly on in my old life I think even sometimes two to three TVs would be on in the house. Just, just craziness. You know, now that I look at it, I was like, how did I even live that way? Um, but they would be on all the time because, you know, the ego loves chaos. Right. Um, and also I remember just being diving into say things like on YouTube where you'll go down rabbit holes of conspiracy theories and things like that. Um, and that's right where the ego wants you. <laughs> you know, to to because you know the algorithms would say something like YouTube. You watch one conspiracy theory, and of course, ten others are are lined up right behind that for you to like jump into. And the ego's like, oh yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's get you going into a world of fear. And um, so I cut myself off. I cut that cord, and I was guided to do so. And I found so much peace when, once I did that. Um, now, now that I'm where I'm at now, um, being on social media and things like that, I do see enough news and I get just enough to still be able to communicate with the other parts of my mind here in the dream. You know, when somebody makes mention of something, I have seen an article about that very same subject matter that they're talking about, or at least know enough about it. Um, am I wrapped up in what it is? No, but I can at least communicate with them and maybe give a different viewpoint 
or sometimes I, as I said, I keep my mouth shut and I just forgive what, what I'm hearing. Mm, yeah. And that's, that's where you start finding true peace is that, you know, we're not supposed to be in defense. We're not supposed to have judgments upon anything. Judgments aren't even supposed to be in our vocabulary at all. Um, it's the letting go that Jesus and Holy Spirit wants us to do. So if somebody's there in front of me talking about a politician and who's right and who's wrong, because I have the same ego, I can have the tendency, and trust me, I've, I've been there and even recently, where I start slipping into their reality for a moment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, maybe they are right. Maybe that person is the better of those two. And the other one's trying to cause this and this and that. And, you know, you know we're all going to lose our, our rights or blah, 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 whatever it might be, right? Wait, 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 wait. I got to stop for a second. What would love do in this moment, <laughs> you know? And I know that sounds simpler than, it, you know, but it is. It's so simple to get to that point of, wait a minute, I need to stop. My mind's starting to slip into the ego, which we all are a part of that same ego. And that's why it's so easy to side with one side of some, you know, some projection in front of us um, because we have the same mind. You know, we have the Christ mind and we have the same ego, right? So I could start slipping into that or I could say, wait, stop. What am I supposed to do in this moment? Okay. They, oh, wait a minute. I got to ask Holy Spirit, what do I do next? What do I do next? Yeah. Holy Spirit's going to really quickly say, hey, I want you to say this to this person because if we're if we are becoming a part of the atonement, which quickly I guess I'll, I'll just explain to some of the viewers that might be new to what the atonement is, um, but the atonement is Holy Spirit is in charge of the atonement, which the atonement is the solution to the separated dream. It's kind of like the the miracle pill to the dream. <laughs> I guess that's what I would call it, or, or you know, the, uh, the vaccine, right, to the disease. So we can become, a, we, that's our actual goal, is to become a part of the atonement, to, to, to let go of enough fear, to join with love, and now you are a solution to the dream, you know, to the, night, you know, to, to the upside down world. And um, once we do that, we're in these moments, and we'll, we'll be, you know, we, we take the moment to say, what, do you, what, what would you like me to do in this moment, Holy Spirit or Jesus? Um, and like I said, either you're going to say nothing and just let it go or overlook it in your mind, or you'll be led to say something to that person. Because you are now a part of the atonement, you might have a feeling of love that you're going to say something to this person that might change their whole outlook. You don't know. You know, you, it's not up to you to know, but you might say something in that moment or that situation um, that's really going to hit them at a deeper level. It's kind of like planting the mu mustard seed that Jesus was talking about. It's like you're just giving them an idea of love that they might change their whole outlook. And um, I can look at that that happened to me, you know, handing me my, my, my spiritual guru friend that handed me the course of miracles that day was that very thing on some deeper level. Holy spirit went to her and said, Hey, you don't know this, but 
James was on the kitchen count in a kitchen floor last night, <laughs> like praying to me. And I need, you know, of course she didn't get this message, but somewhere deeper at a deeper core, she was like, I got to go give him this book. Yeah. You know, it was synchronicity, you know, it was, it was mystical. Um, and that was that mustard seed that she was listening to Holy spirit brought me that book. Now, she doesn't need to know the outcome to that. Neither do I when I'm in a situation like that, right? We just do it and leave the situation. We don't have to know if it did it or not. We might not even see an outcome from it. And that's what the course says that, you know, we'll get to this point where we're just following daily what the Holy Spirit wants us to do next. Yeah, that's... Might be go buy, might be go buy a shirt at a store, but yet what you said to the clerk might be the, the, the start of their awakening, you know? Um, when we're shut off in the ego, we're not, you know, I, I know many times in my life prior to the course where I kind of shut down to love, you know, almost like a, I could even see myself as more of a dark figure that had closed itself off. And I, all I wanted to do is, you know, if I did need to go to the stores, kind of hide myself, yeah. you know, don't make eye contact with anybody. I'm going to keep my head down almost like a black little smudge in the, in the world. And you don't say anything to anybody because you're in so fe in, in fear that they're going to judge you or look at you upon differently or whatever. Um, but now, and you know, just like this conversation here, when you're open to love, you know, you, you are at the grocery store and you see somebody possibly showing with a, like, maybe it looks like they're having a tired day or some upset within themselves. And you might be, um, you know, you ask, Holy Spirit, should I say something to them? And then he's like, yeah, absolutely. Say something. And you're like, you know, hey, how are you doing today? You know, and then they perk up and they're like, oh, my gosh, somebody's talking to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you just give them that moment of love, you know, and, and that one little moment can change everything. You know, they might go and spread that to someone else or who knows. It's just um, we don't need to be that little black smudge. You know, we could be the light that that Holy Spirit wants us to be and, and, and that part of the atonement. Yeah, that's a beautiful example of because we are we are going through a lot of times where we feel like a total failure right every one of us and mm -hmm. and that that's yes. a really a remarkable that you know that can be turned around to be an opportunity to to go the other way right mm -hmm. and you're explaining that that it could actually just be this person was open enough to accept a word or a, or a symbol of love that it could change change their day or their moment completely, right? Absolutely. And then at the deeper core of the Course's teaching is that you are actually still the student. You opening up is opening up your light, and that's really all that Holy Spirit wants yeah. you to do. You know, um, it's, it's doing both. But the biggest thing is for you to continually wake up. Um, and I love, I love these moments, you know, like, like I said, I'm a super like sci-fi geek, you know, I love Star Wars yeah, and things cool. like that. And at some deeper level, I, I think that that's like one of the core things that even with the course, you know, it's like, 
may the may the may the course be uh, with you, cool. <laughs> you know, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and you know, I've always even when I, as much as I love Star Wars, it was always about um, the good guys and you know finding the balance between dark and light and like how Luke um, saved his father from darkness, no matter how dark Darth Vader was, he was redeemed, you know, um, all that, all those stories like that, you know, are, are, um, Holy Spirit's going to speak to you however he's going to get to you. And I know Star Wars was one of those things and still does to this day. Um, and, uh, I was just on board with the whole idea of, of wanting to be this good guy that helps the situation and helps the world in some way, you know, and I was doing that with my artwork, um, but I was doing it alone. And you have to join with Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit and Jesus can see outside the dream. Um, and that was kind of hard to understand and grasp onto what that meant. But, you know, Holy Spirit being the, the bridge between God and, or the mediator between here and, and God in heaven, um, and, and that was why Holy Spirit was created in the first place. Um, understanding what that was really helped me grasp onto the concept of who am I even talking to? You know what I mean? Like, what is, what, am, what, who am I supposed to be like talking to here? Jesus, Holy Spirit, what, what's the deal? And the deal is, it's all one, you know, they're both, Holy Spirit and Jesus are the same thing. Um, cause there are Christ's mind, you know, the, the same Christ mind voice. And that made the one voice. And that made sense to me. You know, I was like, okay, okay. You know, in, in, in this, I'm not trying to put down anybody's religion whatsoever, but for me, um, the whole idea of Jesus being a savior, um, keeps him again outside of the, in the future for you. When what, which we understand from the course aspect is if we start really projecting out into the future, like I said earlier, we're in the ego again, you know? Um, like, when's Jesus coming? When's Jesus coming? When's Jesus coming? And he's like, dude, I'm right here right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you ch- choose me now. Like revelation happens now, not sometime in the future. I mean, revelation was written 2000 years ago and it still hasn't happened yeah. I mean, in the dream. Right. So it's people have been waiting for 2000 years for this like moment in time where you know, Jesus is going to come down and to save everybody. And it's like, if, if you really delve, delve into what was being said, it's like, you won't know the time and place because it's up to you. You know, the course kind of corrects some of that. It's like, only you can pick this book up and do your work, you know. Um, also, the idea of a judgment, judging God, that, ju- you know, that you're going to be judged yeah. in the end. And then the course, the course corrects that is the judgment is the forgiveness that we're giving ourselves. We get to be the ones that free ourselves. And I mean, only love would do that. You know, it's beautiful. It's like love is going to say, Hey, you, you think you did all these things. You didn't do them, but you're holding on to them. Like you did. Now you just got to let them go and you'll be free. 
it's very profound yeah. and yeah the the, so the question here i wanted to place a question that goes in the same vein because because in in sure. christian in churches right there's a lot about the personal relationship with jesus and and i have the impression mm -hmm. it's a very different relationship than the one we're talking about here that they're speaking of yeah, and you know, this is. I'm so glad that this came up because this came up a little bit yesterday in my uh, in my Zoom call. And where I have understood, okay, this is this is where we're going to go back to page 166 in the course again in the text, uh, the correction of error. Now, again, there's levels of understanding of what Jesus is, and we we as the students of the course do not need to understand him. Only Holy Spirit and Jesus needs to do that. So at this time and place, the church that is thinking that way is perfectly the way it's supposed to be in the awakening. That mind, that part of our mind, needs a Savior right now. Do you with me? That's the way, well, at least mm -hmm. that's the way I look at it, is we don't need to know the time and, and date that that collective consciousness of ourselves that's kind of in a, in a certain understanding we don't need to know the time in the day that they go beyond that possibly you know um and that has brought me great peace that also takes the judgment of me thinking that some way and somehow that they're thinking right. wrongly yeah because that's not the truth that's not the truth they're just they're perfect re you know like i said 166 explains it like i don't need to see my brother's thoughts as wrong or right all i need to do is know where i'm at in the game and the neat th the neat part about it is that they're giving me the chance to know where i'm at that that landmark that i was talking about you know what i mean that's how i can choose to see or that's how i can see the level of where i'm at without them i don't know where i'm at you know um, does that make, does that make it, sense? It's, it's a beautiful um, way of seeing it, and I, and I do um, have a feeling that it makes sense. I just don't, I don't get it totally when I try to apply it to my own way of apply it to the, what yeah. I am well, thinking about these things. Um, yeah, it, I, I guess one can say that there's, there's a place for every way of seeing things. In, in the plan for salvation, maybe if we want to put it into course terms. Perfect. That's, that's where I have, that's where I have found my comfort is that we don't understand time. You know, we still try to even like, I'm, and this is, this is a great example. Like my understanding before the course was I pass away and I'm going to go up to somewhere and my parents or my grandparents that have passed on are going to be there. Yeah. Boom. Right. From what the course perspective is, we are everything and everybody that has ever been. Right. <laughs> so when I go up there, which mother and father am I going to see? All of it. We have been every single bit of it. So it's not going to be one single father and one single grandfather from a finite pinhead viewpoint of like looking at a the head of a pin it's just multi-dimensional 
every aspect of eternity, every, every moment that we've created has been purged from the darkness and is available for our, um, you know, bringing up. I mean, I kind of picture it, you know, I, I, maybe at some point, maybe another time we talk, we can get into this, but I was lucky enough to kind of see behind the veil at some point. And it's, it's beautiful. And it, and, and it is beyond words too. That's, that's another thing that's really hard to, uh, to explain in language. Um, but everything and everybody that we've ever known is mm, there, Yeah, you know, um, we don't quite grasp onto that in this dream because it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we're moving forward at this like linear aspect. It's not like that in eternity. It's not like that in heaven. Um, you know, God says that he's, you know, going to take everything that we've created. It's, it's, it's like a proud father, like my son or my daughter made this thing and I'm going to stick it on the refrigerator, you know, but we're going to purge it from the darkness. You know, um, that's the way I kind of look at it. And that's, I know I'm kind of being loose with this because it's really hard for me to kind of explain, <laughs> but uh, it brings me great peace because, because of the way that time has worked or the way it works is it's just not what we thought it was, you know, it, it, not linear, not linear at all. Um, and for, for me, uh, that takes the ideas of this lifetime looking at, say, a religious sect of people, um, you know, that's just a part of the consciousness that's believing in one, one certain aspect of things. And it's perfectly held because Holy Spirit is in charge of the ego world now and always has been. We're just needing to let it go. Um, so we don't need to worry about what or how other people are doing things. You know, um, there was a point where I might have thought a certain way, um, and then from the course perspective, it got me to dislodge from that thought system and see it a different way. Um, and I just have to trust that all paths lead home. And that's that's also what you know Jesus is letting us know that hey, we're going to make it. You know, this is a great story that I love talking about, and it really got me to understand kind of how the dream works. But um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard the story about Helen um, Shuckman and how Jesus came to her uh, about the course at the beginning. She she was kind of getting to know Jesus at the beginning, and, you know, when they would speak through writing, and she was asking them certain questions. And she asks Jesus, you know, why did you pick me? You know, that yeah. kind of, like, why are you picking me? And, you know, she prior to this, she had had um, dreams of being, you know, uh, back in the time of Jesus, you know, like, I think robes and things like that and caves. Um, so she was getting kind of a, a look into that other reality, at, you know, or that other time period in the dream. Um, so she was being prepared for this moment, right? So anyway, she, she's, they're, they're talking back and forth, and she's like, why did you pick me? And he's like, well, um, you, might, you, know, you don't remember this, but we were both Essenes. And, you know, that was a, a religious sect back in, the, back in the time that Jesus was in the dream. And uh, 
we he says we agreed to make this book then so this is how amazing jesus is in the dream right and the atonement um you know here they are two thousand years ago discussing the making the course of miracles in the future right so he said we agreed then to do this and uh so she's like oh, oh okay and he says but i gotta tell you something you know, this is like 1969 or earlier, maybe. I'm not quite sure what this, mm-hmm. the exact year was when this happened. But he's like, but we were supposed to write it your next lifetime. So sometime now, you know what I mean? Like some, you know, in maybe the 2020s or something like that. And he says, but the dream is, is, is getting darker and we need a great speed up. So I, I, I want to try to speed this up. So I'm coming to you now to ask you to, to write the book. Um, so she reluctantly was, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if you know a lot about Helen, but, um, she was kind of reluctant to do so, <laughs> kind of, kind of fighting her way through this whole scenario. Um, but you know, before, before him leaving her in that, in that session that they were talking, um, the humor comes out in Jesus and she's, he's, he kind of says, um, he goes, I'm going to leave it with you to think about it, but I know you'll make the right decision. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I that, I that was, yeah, I just thought that was so cool. But what what that story for me showed is how the atonement works. Is like it's you know even though the script's been written, there's different possibilities that can happen within a multi-dimensional story. It's very much like um, DVDs. You know, you get like the director's cut, or you get a bunch of scenes that have have been deleted or you get an alternate ending or an alternate beginning. Um, there's all these scenarios that have happened and through forgiveness, we can usurp those possible um, less or, or more dense stories, you know, uh, by forgiveness. You know, I know I'm going to use this example with Gary. I mean, I've had a few, but I can't, can't think of them right now, but with Gary Renard explains in one of his books that, Arden and Persia um, explained to him that with his forgiveness, he was able to um, not go through a, uh, a car wreck, you know, um, he'd be like, well, you know, this didn't happen and this didn't happen. And they were like, well, you know, if you stand back and look at it, you were actually going to get in a car wreck. So with your forgiveness and your choices in your mind, you didn't have to go through that certain um, that ego the story script, with the know? cinema and, Yes, yes, the cinema. Yeah, yep, where absolutely. He, w- he went was. to the cinema and, and it was uh, a bad film, right? And, yeah, and he was so angry yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, totally. They explained that. They explained that, yeah, you went to this bad movie, but you were going to get in a car wreck if you wouldn't have. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's mm, how this works. Yeah. So that's because, and this is what brings me great peace, is that to remember every day that Holy Spirit is in charge of your day, you know, is in charge of the entirety of the universe and all dimensions. I mean, the entire book is already over and we're safe in heaven. And Holy Spirit is in charge of the let go, you know. Um, and and what brings great comfort also is to realize that, you know, um, they're only going to give us enough what we can handle. That was another, that's another thing that it says in the course. 
that, you know, some of these really tough things that we have to go through are moments that we need to purge, right? And, and Holy Spirit is right there with you when you're doing that, mm. you know, and letting it go. Um, if, if you're with the ego, you might not feel that way, but they're there waiting for you to, to hand yeah. it to them, you know. Um, and, when, and when you do, there's this beautiful thing that happens afterwards, you know, and it's, it's not always instant. It's not like you're going to see an angel or Jesus is going to necessarily going to pop up in front of you. Um, but you will watch something that seems so dark and absolutely something that you can't get out of when you hand it over, you do, you know, yeah. and there's another day. And you just slowly just keep chipping away at that image of like an iceberg. You know, you're chipping away, you're <laughs> just chipping away. Um, and it all stems from how much you're willing to let go. Yeah, beautiful. You know? I, I I tend to have the question, why did you choose me a lot of the time? <laughs> for for what, what I'm yeah. asked to do. So I'm always amazed. You know, you know, let me let me let me let me. I'm going to say what they would say is because mm. you are me. Why did you choose me? Because you were me. You know, and that's 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 the truth. You know, and that's something that we have to accept at a deeper level. Is you know, of course, you're going to help yourself. Uh, or love's going to help itself. Mm. You know, um, there is no separation between us and Jesus and us in Holy Spirit, or us in God, you know, um, and that's what we're remembering. Why are you choosing me to be the salvation of the world? Because you're me, is what they're going to say, and we're going to get out of this, you know, we're one in that, you know, we are one, we all are one, we're just on different levels of the game. I call it a game just because it's not real, you know, sometimes you have to kind of use language to kind of soften the blow um, and it's a game that we set up long ago to kind of forget who we are and to hide for God, from God. It's like hide and go seek. But then we started taking the game seriously, yeah. you know. And uh, I, an image that came to me early on when I was first learning all this, I just saw two children kind of playing hide and go seek. They, they still knew they were one. They still knew that they were a part of God, let's per se, um, and they would start, they were going hide and go seek. I'm going to go hide behind a, a tree. Ha ha ha. And then, you know, all of a sudden it became like, Hey, I'm going to throw a rock at you and hit you in the head with it. Ha ha ha. You know? And then at some point that other kid's like, ah, oh, this kind of hurts. <laughs> you know? And, uh, Hey, and the other kid's like, well, you know, let's kind of hide even more so that you can't find me, you know? And like started to keep playing and kept playing and just kind of lost got that, that spiritual dementia, you know, and I, that's, you know, just kind of an image I kind of saw about it. It was that like, you kind of grew and grew and grew and then, you know, giant wars and all this stuff, you know, all this craziness that the, 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 the ego just split into just billions and billions and billions of those little hidden yeah. um, things, you know, um, how hard is it to find your navigation in that, you know, how do you do it? How do you find, you know, where to go next? You can't, you know, it's, uh, it's quite insane. And I love how Jesus is so blunt in the course talking about how insane we are. You know, it's like you read sections in the course and the first few paragraphs are, are really hitting home 
and he really like hits the nail on the head that hey you are thinking upside down and then of course the last two to last three paragraphs are something of light talking about hey you know you're actually loved and you know just call upon me and we'll we'll get through this you know um but that's how that's the only way that you know we are going to get out of the dream is by calling upon someone that can see and we're you know we're all blind here until we do that um but when we align ourselves with them then we can start seeing you know uh, because we're alert to the moments that we're supposed to be on stage, you know. Oh, you need me to go over there and help that old lady across the street? You know, this is a good example. And trust me, my ego did not want to do this yesterday. Um, but I was getting the mail down from our street. And uh, I started noticing that the cars that were passing by were going really slow. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And um uh, I, I kind of moved away from the mailbox and started going down our street, and I looked behind us, and there was a, a dog was really close to the street. And I was like, oh, that's why they were slowing down. So here I am, and I, I asked, I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do I do? I mean, we already have two dogs, two cats, 11 chickens. We've got birds. We've got all these things. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want another dog because I, I noticed it didn't have a collar on. Um, but I was like, okay, what do I do? And Holy Spirit was like, well, I said in my mind, I was like, okay, I'll call her, I'll call it over. If it comes to me, then I'll take it home. Because the ego mind, I don't want to deal with a dog right now. I'm just trying to get home, you know. And uh, so I did. I opened the door and I was like, come here, pop. I was like, come on, come on. And it ran right to me and jumped, jumped in my car under my steering wheel. And I was like, well, there we go. The answer is answered, you know. So I brought it home, and uh, really, really sweet dog. Uh, my, my two dogs got along with it pretty quickly, but we had this foreign dog in our house for a little bit, and, of course, the fear of that it's going to mess up something in our house or, like, go to the bathroom in our house was there, and it was like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? And I was like, no, 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 i got to trust in what I did, you know? Like, I had an asking. I said yes. It did exactly what I said. I said, if it comes, then I'm going to take it. So I trusted in all that. And then um, my wife quickly got onto Facebook, kind of asked around to see if, you know, there's like some uh, dog rescue groups and things like that. So she became a part of one. And about an hour to two hours, there was like this network of people that figured out whose dog it was. And then ultimately the daughter of, of the man that owns the dog um, contacted us and she came in about an hour or two after that. And so, you know, as I said, I don't know the outcome of what, what, what scenario would have been if I did not yeah. pick her up, you know, a dog that close to the road, who knows, you know, the scenario could have been bad, but I was awake enough to say yes and do what I did. As I said, was I still in my, did I still have an ego mind that was kind of like, you know, that the little devil on your shoulder and the little angel on your shoulder, you know, the little devil's like, ah, just leave it. You don't have time for that. You know, that, of course, that, that ego self is there too, kind of going, you don't need to do that. Just go home. You know, you're, you're tired. You want to rest today. And um, no, I did. I, I, that's not what love wanted me to do, you know, and uh, I'm really happy that I did it, you know. And that's, that's on the daily where these lessons will come, 
you know, even, even this conversation you and I are having, you know, there was a part of me waking up. I was like, Oh man, I don't want to, mm. you know, <laughs> but then there's the, the love, the love part of myself. That's like, man, I really want to connect and, and speak the truth, you know, and then uh, connect with my brother and uh, all the other Christ minds that are listening. You know? Yeah. I think another humorous part of the, the title of your group, the last ego on earth, right. Is that, that you're saying I'm going to be mm-hmm. with you till the end and when, however it goes, I'm not yes. going to leave anyone behind. Yes. Right. Because you're saying the last ego on earth, that means you're, you're, you're willing to go the whole yes. way with everyone. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm so glad that you tapped into that. Cause, uh, that's, that was the inspiration for sure. Um, as I said, I don't really take a hundred percent. I don't take a hundred percent. Um, uh, you know, I, I know that was inspired by Holy Spirit, but yes, absolutely. That, that is the, that is the thought. And I remember early on, um, when I was in so much pain, there was a moment where I was in that state of saying that, like to, 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 I remember kind of having these visions of hell and internal damnation where somehow and somehow God would take a sect of people and place them in some sort of punishment for the end of eternity you know what i mean where they don't have any way of ever retrieving Mm, you know light again or something like that and me being the little guy that i am my heart was like no i do not believe that you know like every part of me was like no one gets left behind i think everybody has a chance to come home and you know this was Early on, before the really, you know, I might have just been at the big crust of, or you know, the beginning stages of understanding the course when when this came, this vision came to me, um, and I was like, no, 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 I don't, you know, no one, no one should be left to, yeah. to pain and suffering. Um, and God, I, I just like, I don't believe God would it ever do that. It doesn't make sense you know? when you think of of um, a loving God, right? Of God as love. Right to leave right. anyone behind or anything behind it, or anything unsaid or undone. Sure, and I think that that's where the guidance for me and some of the things I've read has brought me to another understanding about what that means. Um, and what, what I'm trying to get to, um, I, I I did a lot of research with the Bible over the last ten years, also, and some of the uh, the language or the interpretations of the language have been altered and, you know, mis- mis- misconstrued and things like that. Um, in the Greek terms, in the revelation aspect of the Bible, in the end, when it's talking about the ring of fire, and please excuse me, people can, can look this up if they want to, um, but there, in the Greek, that ring of fire was actually originally a chalice and I can't think of the name of the chalice, but um, like this cup that they used to use in the Greek times to burn the impurities out of gold. <clears throat> and so the ring of fire is what we all need to, what we all go through in the end, which would be whenever you take up the mantle to do so, right, is to let go and, and allow the Holy Spirit to burn out the, the impurities. So, if you change that from a lake of fire where everybody burns for eternity off or whatever, 
to this process of refinement and purity. Absolutely. That's yeah. totally different, right? From, from and I was like, uh yes, 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 when I when I found that part out. And I was like, oh my God, that lines perfectly up with this teaching that I'm learning. Is that, you know, revelation is a moment and a choice for ourselves. Is is when are you ready to start taking the judgments of the world and uh, handing them over to Holy Spirit? Not that Jesus or not that God's going to be sitting you down and just judging you. It's a reversal of that. You are letting go and reviewing it and letting it go with love, you know. Um, and then you're refining yourself and you're remembering who you really are. Um, you're not becoming something new. You're actually uncovering your true reality. You know, you're, you're uncovering um, what you've long time forgot, you know. And the beauty in that is if one mind, one part of the Christ mind gets it, it's so much easier to connect to another. And then if they're on the same kind of path, how quickly you align, you know. It's like per se you and I, you know, we say a couple little things here back and forth and we're like, ah, you know, it's like the, the, the truth starts shining through both of our mind. We might, might, we might both have a piece of the puzzle that kind of snaps in and then we leave the, a conversation in, in that, you know, in this path of awakening and we're like, you know, we get it. And that, that, you know, that great speed up that Jesus wants yeah. us to do in the atonement, you know, you meet several brothers and sisters that are on the same path of you and we start intertwining our thoughts because we are one mind, we start getting it at a rapid pace, you know, and that's exactly what the course was written for. You know, the whole speed up is the whole yeah. point of the course. Um, Jesus knew exactly what I needed in the middle of my pain was a great speed up. Right. And it, it's funny, you know, there's an aspect is, that tells you at the beginning that, you know, for some it will be easy and for some, I can't remember exactly what the wording is, but pretty much ripped out of your reality that you were in, and that's what happened to me. Um, and it wasn't easy, you know. Uh, but on, on a deeper level, I looked back, and I was like, it's exactly yeah. what I needed to do, you know. And I had, and it was, and it was what I could handle, you know. Like it says, Jesus, you know, Jesus says it's not going to be easy, but. I'm here with you and we're going to make it, you know, and um, I definitely knew the entire time that he was with me through my, the, the, the beginning of that rip yeah, out. You, you could know? also see the fire as a, as joy. And instead yes. of you have to go through, yes. a, through, yes. through joy to, to remember who you are to get no. back home. So, and, and in yes. the course of miracles, we have the, the, path through the happy dream so so that would make sense in that yes. way as well that that ring of fire that's that's yes i love that you brought that up that's that's one of the most important lessons that i have learned is that you've got to have humor you've got to have joy to make all this the ingredients work in this you know it's still okay to to enjoy good movies or listen to songs or play video games or, you know what I mean? Like anything in the world since Holy spirit has ownership of the ego game, everything in the world can still be used. We're just yeah. looking upon it differently now, you know, um, the, the, you know, the, the beginning aspects of the lessons in the workbook, 
uh, are, are the teachers of that. You know, Jesus is getting us to look at upon all the objects that we have special relationships with, and we're just seeing them in a different light now. Like, they're no longer making up who I am. You know, my car doesn't mean anything. It just, it, it takes me from point A to B. If it breaks down tomorrow, if, if I am supposed to have another car, it will be provided. If I'm supposed to start taking a bus, that will be provided. You know, the, the way will be shown. It's just, I'm just going to follow whatever Holy Spirit in Jesus has it for us. Now, desires, you know, this is something, too, that, you know, uh, the law of attraction and desiring things. Jesus and Holy Spirit knows our desires. And all at once is for our happiness and joy. So just let down any of the thoughts that we think we need to get this out in the future and we just need to allow whatever comes to us, comes to us. And, and we'll be surprised that we'll get exactly what we want and probably better than what we've yeah. even imagined. And, and that, that's, that's one of those landmark things that I I've have also. You know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, I thought I wanted this one little thing, and I've been given something so much greater and better, you know, than that thing that yeah. I could have even created. Um. And none of those things are ever, of course, uh, put there in front of us to keep us in the dream longer. It's just they're used now as tools, you know, and for that joy and yeah. happiness aspect, you know. Yeah, it's amazing what, what you can be led to, right? Like, it could be something that's a very material thing, right? And, and But it's used for something totally yeah. different than you would have thought, right? Yeah. absolutely yeah it's used in a very yeah. different way so so someone else so, might see it as a prestige yeah, object I mean, and you will and you will discover it's something totally different it's a tool right totally absolutely and i mean how many times have you had the ego trick where you think you need a certain thing you get it and it's just garbage <laughs> you know what i mean it just yeah it just sits there and collects dust you know like this thing's going to make me feel good and I'm going to do this and this and this with it. And then it just becomes this giant guilt trip moment, you know, where you're like, I didn't use that stair stepper and I have never used yeah. that stair stepper. <laughs> and you end up like giving it to hospice or like giving it to somebody else or yeah. it just sits in your garage and rots, you know? So, uh, that's, that's a, that's those ego tricks too. That something outside of herself is going to make us happy. Um, and of course, yeah. that's not the case at all. That's that's a big topic uh, um, to look at the the choice of what everything yeah. is for, because we don't know what it is for. According, of course, in miracles has the lesson. I don't know yeah. what anything is for, right? It it it's to it's there yes. to open your mind to the fact that that it's a choice. What everything is for, right? Yeah. You chose to think that it's for this or that right and you have to let go of that so that it can actually fulfill its function in the plan for salvation yes and you know that's that's the that's the usurpment of the of the ego's world is now everything is used for when, when we align ourselves with holy spirit all everything becomes a tool for holy spirit and that is including you you know, you becoming the salvation of the world 
is you cleansing your mind enough to be choosing love in all situations where you become the communication device for love and for the atonement. And that's a, sounds like a really tall order. Um, but it really isn't because it's, it's what our true nature is. It's just love beginning love, you know? Um, and once the more you, you, you get to that state, you see, you know, it says perfect love casts out fear in the course. And it's true. You know, one, one of the, one of the major things that happened to me is before I started the last ego on earth, I was ultimately, you know, when I first got it handed the book 10 years ago, little did I know it was going to take 10 years for me actually to start up the last ego on earth. I mean, I never knew that I was going to, but there was this inner knowing, you know, it's like those life paths that you have in your mind, like, you know, those big giant decisions and those fork roads, you know, fork, forks that are, are in, in the road in, of your life where when something big's about to change, like that was a moment I had. And I kept getting these visions of jumping off a cliff, you know, like falling from a cliff, like you got to jump, you got to jump. And I was like, what's happening? And this was right before, right as the COVID thing started is when this, when the, um, I started the last ego, it was like, okay, it's time. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what does this mean? You know, I'm scared. And what I was scared of was being attacked. I was scared that if I came transparent and started teaching the course is that I was going to be attacked by the outside world. You know, um, I got attacked 10 years ago when I, when I was kind of trying to tell everybody about it. Um, you know, I lost a lot of friendships and family, you know, my old family and stuff like that from, from the course. And here it is coming back to me that like, if I, if I go, transparent and, and start talking these things out in the open. Um, you know, I've seen the horrible social media bullies and things like that on YouTube. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to handle that. But here it is nine months later. And I haven't ever had one negative comment. I've never had a thumbs down. Um, that's big for me. You know, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what my fear that was there was cast out because I'm coming Wonderful. only from a place of love, you know, uh, my, my intentions are not to get famous. My intentions are only to connect to the Christ mind and help it awaken. And I know that it's awakened me, um, this beautiful relationship that I'm, I'm receiving from all the other Christ minds. I mean, you and, you know, people from like Africa, I've got people all over the world, you know, everywhere and I it was blowing my mind at the beginning I was like oh my gosh this is happening so fast of this connection you know um and it's been only a ride of beautiful and joy and happiness and um you know I, I get up you know I do these the zoom calls on Fridays and I get up every morning just so excited to start start the call um and every call is always so beautiful because what's brought into the calls are always yeah. what we all need you know, uh, because we're, we always come from the place of this is not happening to my brother or sister. It's something that we all need to look upon it yes. and let go of it together. You know, when two, two or more minds are gathered and we look upon and overlook it together with Holy spirit, yeah, gosh, how yeah. powerful is that? You know, um, it's, it's super, yeah, it's, it's exponential and, uh, it's, I don't know. 
it's, it's, it's truly yeah, my most a recent, miracle, you know. The most really, recent really, really count recent. on how many countries people are from who listen to this podcast, it was 39. So it's probably oh, okay. going to go up, but that's where it is yeah. now about. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. And that's, you know, you know, it's the course too. all says if, if we can just help one brother, we have done our forgiveness. You know, we could sit down with one other Christ mind and just continually let go and let go. And we can go yeah, home that way. We come home you two know? by two. Um, <laughs> it says, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, yeah. The only thing I, I really like to share with anybody that's listening that feels like they're in some sort of turmoil or pain or upset, um, I just want to let you know that, you know, God only wants us to wake, awaken from that. And, and there are, from my own testimony and my own um, experiences, there's a way out of that pain. And we do that through um, forgiveness, you know, and it's not forgiving someone else. It's forgiving the pain that's inside, you know, and the judgments and, and the, the um, separated thoughts that we have. You know, this day and age, that's all around us. You know, they did this and they did that. And that, you know, that person over there is the one that's making this happen. And this is going to happen. And um, it becomes very confusing and um, can get you into a depressed state very quickly. Um, but there, you know, from my own personal like, experience that, you know, this Holy Spirit is real, you know, Um there is, you know, that love that we have for others and that love that we have, um, that feeling of love is, is, is very, very real. Um, and it's a dumbed down version of, of what we really, truly are. You know, it, we still have that veil on top of us. It's like once we're able to let go of that veil and it thins and thins, that love and that joy and that happiness um, really starts shining through. And it is a process. And you have to be patient with yourself. And when I say that, you know, this isn't, this isn't always just an instant feeling of gratification and, and happiness. Um, it is a process of letting go because, you know, the mind, the ego mind, and it's not your ego mind. It is the entire ego mind that we're letting go. So that is a tall order. But we have... Jesus and Holy Spirit have only given us our part of that letting go. And um, he's not, they're not going to give us, you know, anything we can't handle. So if you're in that pain, um, I, you know, all I can give you is that, you know, you do this work and it will start lighting up, you know. Um, and this is a process uh, for all of us, not just for you. And everyone right at this moment is going through some sort of process of this. So that, you know, it's not just you out there. You know, there's many, 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 many people right now um, yeah, going through this absolutely. very same thing. Yeah, we're all and going through alone. it together. Yeah, and always have been. True. That's, that's the greatest true. part, too. It's not just true now. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. And and I really feel yeah, that too, we went really deep and got to know more about the Christ mind <laughs> that we are. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this could go on for a long time, but for this time, it will end soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe yeah maybe we can do maybe we can do another one some yeah. down down the line here that'd be great so thank you so much for joining me and thank you to all the listeners yeah. for listening and also the ones in the future and the past <laughs> are, are listening all thank you so much for joining yeah. us and till next time Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye, buddy.